You're listening to Bloom in Tech with David Bloom. This podcast sponsored by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bloom and Tech. I'm your host, David Bloom, with yet another conversation about the collision of entertainment, technology, and media. Sift through the rubble of that collision to find a few golden nuggets of wisdom and information. Lots going on these days. We got through the Oscar season. I hope you were happy to see who won. Parasite was a bit of a surprise. But I have to say it's a fine, interesting, provocative film that I think is worth uh, watching. As Bong Joon-ho, the director, put it, people have to get over that one-inch barrier of the subtitles to discover a whole world of really wonderful filmmaking out there. And I've uh, certainly enjoyed it over many decades now, the opportunities in French film and now Korean and German and South American and so much else film. Anyway, the Oscar telecast was, uh, I think, interesting, not so much for who won, though that had interesting parts, no doubt about it, but uh, sort of the meta-watching process of tracking who was advertising and why they were advertising, particularly Quibi, that scrappy little $1.4 billion startup. It came out publicly in a big way on Oscar night, sprinkling a string of mildly amusing, clock-is-ticking ads throughout the annual awards show that somehow remains one of the most watched programs on what's left of traditional TV. A week before, Quibi had run a single ad somewhere in the middle of the commercial of Palooza, that is the Super Bowl. To its credit, the ad was Game Day's eighth most watched on YouTube, according to YouTube, which notably is probably Quibi's single biggest competitor. And the week before that, Quibi Kingpin's Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman did a different sort of audience outreach, flying into Utah for the Sundance Film Festival. There, they showed off a corner of their stable of storytellers, Lena Waithe and Venus Sood, among others, and the service's still unfinished turnstile software. It allows you to see the film that you're watching, the short film that you're watching uh, in a vertical format and a horizontal format filling the screen and worrisomely it's not yet done two months before launch oh and along the way Whitman got to apologize to yet another critical audience journalists for using a staff meeting to liken reporters process of cultivating sources to the way sexual predators build relationships with young girls Yes, now that you mention it, I've often thought that the way many young and inexperienced reporters interact with rich, powerful, older CEOs of major public companies such as HP and eBay, to mention two totally not random organizations, Meg, is a great deal like predators and prey. I'll leave it at that other than to note that one of the reasons they hired Whitman was because she was allegedly a practiced and smooth corporate hand who always knew the right thing to say. She definitely wasn't hired for her awesome skills and vision creating video for mobile devices. But I digress. The bigger matter at hand is that Quibi has officially begun banging on its drum loudly, trying to attract potential subscribers, or at least teach them how to correctly pronounce the company's name. Some of those subscribers will pony up $5 a month, others $8 a month for an ad-free version to access 175 episodic shows, part of a promised 8,500 pieces of content to be delivered in Quibi's first year. 
Katzenberg and Whitman raised $1 billion last year, then decided that wasn't enough money because they realized they needed to do what the experts like to call a honkin' big marketing campaign, which they estimated at the produced by conference last summer would run a whopping $470 million. Even if Quibi shaved a few tens of millions of dollars off that bill, it's still bigger than what even Netflix managed to spend this past Oscar season. By the way, the New York Times and Wall Street Journal each put that campaign at between $70 million and $100 million, which, to its credit, Netflix disputes, saying it spent its money wisely and well for those two Oscars they won. When I ran that uh, number of $470 million past Fred Chase, a senior VP for marketing measurement company Analytic Partners, he practically whistled in awe, then said, that's big. And it may only be barely enough for Quibi to make a dent in the public consciousness, given all the other streaming services established anew trying to grab customers. The Academy Awards telecast was illustrative, if not totally a fair comparison, given Disney's home court advantage on the night. It was broadcast on Disney-owned ABC. The Oscar telecast also featured the usual array of high-end advertisers, including multiple ads from show sponsors such as Cadillac and Rolex and the not-so-upscale M&Ms. Amid the five Quibi ads, Disney rolled out promotions for seemingly every corner of its burgeoning video empire. There were ads for a new show on National Geographic and more shows on Hulu, both of which, of course, are recent acquisitions by Disney. There were ads for cable channel and Hulu provider FX. There were ads for ABC and Freeform programming. Even ads for ABC's local Los Angeles affiliate, which was doing a follow-up Oscar show the day after the telecast. And, of course, there were ads for Disney+. Plus, Already the Mouse House's biggest streaming service just four months into its existence, according to numbers just released, which put it at 28.6 million subscribers. A very healthy launch. Even show sponsor Verizon, which ran multiple ads on the night, had a Disney connection because its ads noted that it gives away Disney Plus to its high-end mobile subscribers. The New York Times, Google, and Microsoft all had ads, as did one of the companies that helps those streaming services make those new shows, Adobe. It contributed a trippy, Peter Max-worthy brand-building commercial late in the show that trumpeted all of its creative software, but especially the video stuff, such as Premiere Pro. All told, it was a good thing Quibi ran five different ads, or its message might have been completely drowned out. That run of ads didn't come cheap. For the Super Bowl the previous Sunday, Fox charged $5.6 million per 30-second spot to reach around 100 million viewers. According to AdAge, ABC charged a bit less than half that price to reach an audience that was expected to be less than a third as big. It ended up being more like a quarter the size of the Super Bowl. So on a per-viewer-reached basis, it was even more expensive than the Super Bowl. Chase told me that the return on investment doesn't make sense, given that, for a lot of companies, unless they're doing something with an Oscar ad for other strategic purposes. Quibi definitely had some other strategic purposes. I agree with Chase that the Oscars, the so-called Super Bowl for women, given the viewership, were a good place for Quibi to begin its ad blitz in earnest to reach an audience that really cares about movies. The Academy Awards audience is more female, which means they're possibly more likely to be stuck in lines with time to watch a short video episode, given the still unfair division of labor in most households. They're more upscale, uh, possibly making them more likely to pay for good content. And they're older, which means that they may remember that people should pay for good content. 
And again, not incidentally, people who watch the Oscars tend to be people who also like to watch movies. For Chase, it was an opportunity to even discover what Quibi is. He said he'd never heard of them before, but the number of spots that they ran made them more relevant and really reinforced them. To his mind, it put Quibi on the map. Being on the map is exactly what they need to be doing right now. Katzenberg and Whitman better hope that the service is on the map for a lot of Oscar viewers. As it is, the map of streaming competition is a lot more crowded now than it was last summer. We already have Disney Plus and Apple TV Plus out there. Right after Quibi launches, we're going to be seeing Peacock from Comcast and HBO Max from AT&T. Along the way, we're going to be having a whole lot of conversation about this uh, presidential election and all the noise around that. And we're going to be having the Olympics in this summer. So that's going to be a big thing, too. But if Whitman thinks journalists are predators, wait until she gets a better look at Bob Iger of Disney and Jeff Bezos of Amazon, because those guys are really ferocious. So that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you're doing well. I'm going to be heading over to the Podcast Movement Evolutions Conference tomorrow at the Biltmore Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. It's going on for a couple of days, but I think I've only got time for one day to stick my head in and see some of the state of the business. If you run into me and you think you recognize my voice, say hi, and uh, I'd love to talk. For all of you folks out there who like what I have to say, please rate, review, share, subscribe the podcast. It makes a big difference with the magic algorithm machines. If you really like my stuff, go to Anchor.fm, the site owned by Spotify, which syndicates and um, distributes my show across 10 different platforms. Um, They have a function that allows you to uh, become a supporter of the show and chip in a few bucks toward uh, keeping this well-oiled media machine rolling. You also can go to Anchor.fm and leave an audio comment. I'd love to hear what you thought about the Oscars and Quibi's ad blitz and whether they have a shot and for that matter what you thought about Parasite if you've even had a chance to watch it if uh, you leave something good I'll try to work it into the show in the meantime you can always reach me on Twitter at David Bloom on LinkedIn at David L. Bloom and across the interwebs this is David Bloom wishing you a fantastic rest of your week over and out You've been listening to Bloom in Tech. I am your host, David Bloom. Thanks so much. And our podcast has been sponsored in this episode by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.